2: You could win in Apco's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, Apco Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. Apco's Cash for Chrissy. On now at Apco.
0: <laughs> Shop the Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just $3.19.
3: This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We've got Tony Kemp and Ricardo Ball in the house. Louis what? he's just at home for today, resting up. He'll be back tomorrow morning. And then our man Baz. I was messaging Baz yesterday, he's doing well. He's two from three games over at the IPL, uh, tracking really nicely. And hopefully we'll get a wee update from him later in the week. It was good to hear from our good mate Skip, Baz McCullum. And uh, hopefully he's doing well over there in India. He can't really do anything. He's locked down because they've got to go to training and games and then back to the hotel. So he's living a hotel life, as our man. So I hope you're doing well, brother. Uh, coming up in this next hour, like I said, we're going to talk to Paul Coles. He won the British Open in the, in the squash uh, this morning. And Coles, he winning an emphatic um, display over there in, in, Brit- in, in Hull, actually three games to love. So he's going to come on the show about 7.40ish and then just after 8 I've got to send Geordie Barrett a message to wake him up to say you've got to come on our show you promised me at uh, 8 o'clock. He played yesterday the Hurricanes going down by one point against the Chiefs uh, by one yeah so we're going to give chat to him he played 12 and He's played everywhere in the back line, so looking forward to that. And then right now we're going to talk a bit of the World Cup cricket because yesterday Autotahi Christchurch put on a show. Great weather down here in, in Christchurch uh, as we watched Australia dominate England in the final. From start to finish, they were very, very impressive. We're Australia and well, it's our pleasure to welcome our next guest. You've been, uh, she's been bringing you coverage of the Women's World Cup here on SCNZ, rounding it out with a record-smashing final at Hagley Oval last night where Australia were crowned champions. Alyssa Healy's incredible 170 with the bat guided the Australians to a 71-run victory over defending champions England who also put up a gutsy fight, Laura McGoldrick, has followed the tournament for the past month and she joins us now and she's a mum too, so she loves getting up nice and early. She's on the show right now. Morning, Laura. How are you?
0: Oh, Joel, this daylight saving is killing me.
3: (laughs) Kids aren't, aren't adapting too well, eh? My kids are the same. They come in real early yesterday. I was like, what are you doing? Get back to bed, but realistically it was seven o'clock in the morning so they knew what was happening mate anyway how was that how was the how was the world cup for you um
0: look it was such a a privilege to be involved with such a fantastic tournament the organizers here in new zealand you know despite incredibly Mm. trying circumstances like a global pandemic they did an amazing job uh, so it was awesome to be involved I, I just simply loved it great crew of people um, from all over the world uh, to come together and watch that and boy oh boy those Aussies were unstoppable <laughs> like they were so good they mm. did not drop a game all tournament and so as much as a Kiwi you know, cricket fan you want to see the White Ferns in that final you want to see them lift up the trophy yeah. the best team in that tournament won and that was Australia <laughs>
2: Hey, Laura, did you think, you know, like, did the final live up to what you were thinking? Did, did you honestly think England might give them a shake?
0: Yes, I really did. Um, it, I didn't think that they would sort of roll over as, well, I mean, roll over, it's easy for me to say that I wasn't bowling to Alicia Healy, so... Um, it looks very challenging. Um, but I, I did think that they um, there would have been a bit more of an even battle or more of a battle from then. Uh, they obviously won the toss and decided to bowl first. Whether that was the right decision, I'm not sure. They didn't bowl the right one. to Elisa, um, it, it was just they didn't change their plans accordingly. I, I don't know what happened there. But, you know, poor old Nat Siver, who had a fantastic tournament with the bat for England, scored 145 all in vain really, but I was was disappointed for England because you could see how much it meant to them to be the defending champs, to beat New Zealand the way they did, um, which was a Mm. really cracking game that came right down to the wire at Eden Park, for them to then go out and not show what they could really, really do. They played some awful cricket in the beginning of the tournament and they just got better and better and better. So to get to the final and play like that, I'm sure they would be really, really gutted.
3: Well, what about our Kiwi girls? Um, you think they'll be sitting there now, waking up today, ruining missed opportunities, um, obviously, before the tournament, that, that clinical performance they put on against Australia, chasing down, I think it's nearly 300 for one, um, knowing that they can actually compete with Australia. Do you? Th- how do you think that, that, obviously, they'll be feeling gutted and, and ruining those missed opportunities, but where do you think um, that they'll be, you know, hoping for a replay or another opportunity or somewhere along that World Cup that they think, We could have done better
0: i think the white ferns i mean you only had to look at their faces really when they played pakistan in their final hit out of the tournament to see how Mm. disappointed they were um i think it i imagine it helps when if uh the people that knocked you out of the tournament i.e in our our case england go on and win the tournament that's probably an easier pill to swallow. Mm. But Australia having beaten them in the in the in the warm up game, it's a funny thing because warm up games don't count, and that's the that's the harsh reality the reality of tournament um, play. You know they, they just don't don't count. So there are there are things I'll probably sit back and not go, geez, we just did not do that well enough. But that they showed great sight. and I think the thing that I'll take mm. away from the White Ferns' performance at the tournament was taking my daughter to one of the games, and and it's that whole if you can see it, you can be it thing. And yeah, no, the white ferns didn't get over the line, but they played some exciting cricket, and they got close, um, and they just didn't get across the line. And, and sometimes that comes down to the types, the different matches of cricket you play. You just don't have the experience of getting over the line in those tight matches. Um, so that mm. just that's something that I'll learn from and take away. I think that this was one of our best chances to win a World Cup, and I think the white ferns know mm. that too, so they'll feel really gutted. Um, but there was the, the biggest one for me. I think the one that was the, the Oak the West Indies, where we lost by just a handful of runs when we really should have got over the line there. But that's just, it all comes down to experience. And I think the tournament as a whole, as I say, was a huge success. And hopefully
1: Mm. our next
0: um, generation of white ferns and black uh, black cats watch what the white ferns did and watch the cricket that was played and go, I want to have a crack at that.
1: Laura Ricardo here, Mm. mate. Um, Just on on that white ferns, I I just struggle with... I mean, you know, I know that we had a few young players. We had a lot of experienced players in that team as well. But I struggle with um, Bob Carter, who I I like. He's a good bloke and he he likes to talk cricket. But being able to shuffle straight from that back to his high performance role, how can you be a high performance manager for Cricket New Zealand when you've failed at the highest level?
0: I, I I really like him, but I'm not sure that's the question to ask to me. No, I, I I I totally understand what you're saying. I I don't know that was Bob's role before he took on the role of white Ferns, and obviously he made gains there that New Zealand cricket appreciated and saw pets. Um, you know we don't know the ins and outs of that there, but um, I don't know it was it was challenging for Bob. Obviously, um, he he he's grown a lot in the role as white Ferns coach, and and they all respect him. That's very clear. Um, maybe I, I really don't know what the, the story is behind the high performance role. I just know that he was here beforehand, um, and so it'll be interesting to see, you know, who goes in his place now, what they do, what 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 road they they take with that. But um, I don't know. I don't know how that's come to the to the point where I've put him back in that same role he was in uh, four four years ago. Mm.
3: Oh, nice, hey, Um Well, you were there. You were there or thereabouts with all the um, all the teams. What were, what were some of the things that, that you witnessed from the sides um, being in New Zealand? Did you did you get a sense of feeling that they loved being over here touring and and obviously trying conditions and circumstances? But did you see them having a lot of fun outside of the cricket and, and getting out and trying to enjoy it as much as possible?
0: Um, yeah, uh, well, it was hard because they were all in the bubbles for the most part, so you didn't get to see them a lot away mm. from the ground, but um, in terms of, uh, you know, enjoying New Zealand, they, they all do, for, you know, Pakistan, Bangladesh and India, it's such a different experience, in a, in a funniest mm. way, the English and Australian, it's all a little bit kind of like um, their home, so that's, it's, it's similar-ish conditions, um, and, uh, you know, the food doesn't differ too much from what they used to, so... So, yeah, no, they all seem to really enjoy it and the tournament was put together so well and they were all taken care of and you know, we as Kiwis should be really proud of, of, of what we showed them when they were here.
3: Yeah, beautiful. Oh, well, we gotta touch on on your good family friend. I know Guppy's best man, it's probably his final it's his final day in in the black jersey and the black cap. Ross Taylor, mate. Tell us a bit about Roscoe and, and, and the champion bloke he is and what he's been able to achieve for, for New Zealand cricket and kind of the the gap that that's going to be missed from, from Roscoe. Well, if you want
0: to get me crying this early in the morning, this is probably the road to go down. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to imagine uh, a New Zealand cricket team without Ross Taylor in it. I don't know about anyone else, but I found it real weird when the South Africans tilted here and there was a test series and there was no Ross Taylor in that mm. number four spot, which he has dominated for the last 16, coming up 17 years. Yep, he is my husband's best mate. Uh, My mum and he have uh, a working relationship. My mum is his manager, and they have worked together for uh, 17, 18 years. Actually, even longer than that. I think it's probably 19 years now. But he's been a part of my life for a very long time. So I feel an immense sense of pride Mm. for all that he's um, achieved in his career, and the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, you know, he's the only player to have played 100 games in all three formats. He's top run scorer in both tests. And ODIs for New Zealand, he's got 19 test centuries to his name. I mean, the man is the legacy he leaves is undoubted. But it's the it's the way and what he's gone about it. I think that he should really be remembered for It's the way you know you always hear athletes talk about when they get given their, their, their black shirt with the silver fern on it. It's mm. how they leave it. It's how they, when they when they leave the jersey for the last time, it's, it's the position in which they've left it. And Ross has done this country so proud, not just because of the runs, but because of the time he takes with his fans. He's the last one at the ground. He's the last one to get a selfie. He loves the game. So anytime a kid comes up to him in a supermarket or a dad comes up to him in a supermarket, you won't see him for half an hour. You'll be like, okay, I said to Ross, could you just go and get some salt? And I can't. The half an hour he's talking cricket in the arse with the dad about, you know, so he's that kind of guy. And he is a great student of the game. And I hope he stays in some capacity in the sport because he has a lot to offer. He's got a great cricketing brain. And, you know, he's been a part of the big moments. I'll Miss, as a cricket fan, that feeling when you know Ross Taylor's coming to the crease and you think, whew, all right, it's Roscoe, here we go. You know, I'll miss that. Um, I'll miss yeah. the tongue. I'll miss the pukana when he, you know, he gets his tongue for his kits. There's a lot of things I'll miss, but um, he's a real legend and I hope he gets the send-off he deserves today.
3: Mate, he is an absolute champion. I was cheeky enough and I slid into his Twitter DMs years ago and just said, mate, because he was chucking out some gear, and I said, chuck one of those bats my way. And the next minute, your dad arrives on my doorstep in Christchurch (laughs) with a sign, Ross Taylor Bat. So I couldn't believe it. He's an absolute champion. I really uh, appreciated that. Hey, just, just quickly, what do you feel his greatest... Um, moment is on the on the field or, or off the field. What 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 do you think, uh, Roscoe Taylor will be remembered for?
0: There's a lot of innings I think of. Um, there's a lot of innings I think of. Uh, his two ninety in Australia. Um, his, mm-hmm. his 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 one hundred in, in Manchester when he first started. Um, his Oh, there's so many. The 180 that he got in Dunedin against England on effectively one leg because the other had stopped working and half the one he did have was in a bit of trouble as well. Um, I think, <laughs> oh, geez, oh, that's a really tough question. I'm a real cricket geek, so I, there's a lot that I remember that are my finest moments. But for him, I think his finest moment will be, poof, oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many. What do you, okay, what do you
3: there's, think he's going to... What, what kind of red will he be popping later on tonight? I know he loves his red wines. So, well you know, tell us what kind of drop he's going to be having a wee sip on. You later. Know
0: what? The beauty of having me as a friend is when he goes, Laura, I've got a bottle of blah, 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 blah. I go, sweet as man, just pour it to the top. <laughs> Whatever you've got. Um, uh, no, I, I think he's going to drink one of his, um, so when he played his 100 tests, New Zealand, he got 100 yes. bottles of red wine from New Zealand cricket so I oh. think there'll be there'll be one of those I think there's a the Magnum um, we had uh, dinner with him last <laughs> night and <laughs> he was talking about the wine and I made guppy I made guppy stop at the supermarket on the way around and I thought, like oh that one's on sale I'll grab that <laughs> was
1: like
0: yeah man great great career <laughs> it was look it was roaring me she was 16 bucks oh, yes, yes. Love, <laughs> a, love, a, love a roaring me <laughs> A roaring neck. Um, So I, I, I think there'll be, look, I'll take some pictures and I'll send them to you. I won't know the names, but um, I would definitely send them through of what, of what is drunk tonight.
1: Yeah, just oh, just, just don't need oh yeah. a glass. Just give me a straw.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, that's me. I'm that friend. Oh, God, I've got a couple of straws in my bag here. <laughs> Who wants
2: one? <laughs> hey, Laura. Hey, Laura do you do us. not. Hey, Lord, it's Kemp, here. Drink wine hey, anymore. just just before you go, I'm just listening to what you're saying about Ross Taylor's legacy. Look, uh, if your mum or yourself have some power in at New Zealand cricket, what I think Ross Taylor should do is work in the Polynesian game and get more Polynesians playing cricket. I think that'd be the best thing ever that would happen in New Zealand because we'd have um, Joel Garner coming down the crease and Viv Richards batting at number one and. That type of player come out of that Polynesian game, and Ross Taylor's that type of bloke with that history to go and do that. So maybe that's a conversation your mum can have with him.
0: Yeah, maybe. And I I hope Ross stays in the game, and I, I think he has done. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's done a lot for the uh, for particularly the Samoan community uh, around around cricket, and uh, yeah,
3: I, I hope he does too. You yeah, what? What do you reckon he he will do? Like, if you just do you think he'll get into coaching?
0: I don't know. It's a funny one because I'm sort of scared. It's, it's one of, and Izzy, I don't know what it was like when you played, but I was one of those questions where I was always a bit scared to ask an athlete because I was like, if they're not thinking about it, I don't want to be the one who's like, it. hey, man, you, you're mid-30s. Because we you're never went to school, i you. <laughs> 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 you
3: know, you
0: don't want to. That is the wanna, worst question um, you can
3: ask someone. What are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. What
0: are you going to do when you finish? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still, I've am still. i still got a few years left, I think. You go, oh, yeah, right. Jeez. Have you? you got to oh. start thinking about it, though. Do you? Cool, blimey. Um, uh, so <laughs> I don't really know, but Roscoe, if you know, even we, we talk about the red wine. People may not realise he's a real – once he picks up something that he likes, he's a real student of it. So the wine, he has his books, there's – he has, the man, he, he likes to learn, and he loves to ask questions. And I also think that one of the reasons he was such a successful cricket is because he asks a lot of questions. So I don't know what he's going to do. He, try, he did a bit of commentary in um, the last season. I thought he was really good. Um, I mean, I'm biased. I love the man. But um, he was really good. I loved hearing his cricketing brain. So I hope he does something Well we still get to hear him talk mm. about cricket because I think he's got a lot to offer.
3: Can yeah, you drink wine sure for a job? <laughs> 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 yeah, you can. Probably down in Queenstown What's or over job, in France and Bordeaux.
1: So, like, What
3: is Ian Smith doing? Yeah. Again? <laughs> 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 hey, quickly, we're going to let you go, Laura. We're going to quickly let you go. But before we do, I've got to ask you a question. What is Guppy's worst habit? Guppy's worst habit?
0: I don't want to bash the man he's looking after my kids right now as I'm on the phone to you guys, but... Uh, <laughs> worst habit. Uh, Gaby's worst habit. Oh, Gaby's worst habit. Gaby's worst... No, oh, do you know what he is? His worst habit, people be like, what, what Laura? Uh, he's always on time. Now, that is, that is a lot of pressure on a woman who is never on time. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> and the man is never late. So as someone who is oh. constantly just has no comprehension of time, it makes things very challenging. <laughs>
3: oh, He's a perfectionist, man. Oh. You're a lovely wife. I wish Daisy take a few things off you. <laughs> <Cut it out. laughs> nice, Laura.
0: If Gut was on the phone, but, he said what's Laura's most annoying habit, you would have to have a pen and paper. <laughs> and I <laughs> reckon he would let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Being made would be at the top of it. The way oh, I, I love you. it.
3: Love it. Laura McGoldrick. Thank you so much, Lozzie. We appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing those uh, comments on the World Cup and also Ross Taylor, one absolute champion. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. There we go. Laura McGoldrick just ripping out herself. She's late and Guppy's never late. Wow. Never ever pictured that. I thought maybe just, you know, what's your worst habit, Ricardo? You'd have you'd have one. I've got Oh my that's my worst habit. My worst habit. That's a, you probably so I have to ask that the my wife partner. Always. Yeah, what does she always come at you with? The same thing. Everyone's got it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, it's probably that I, I don't open, like, I get up in the mornings, particularly on the weekend when I don't have anywhere to go or do anything to do. I tend to get up and watch sport in the mornings, right? And <laughs> so I don't open any of the curtains or any of the windows because the sun just ruins the yeah. TV. So I'm like, nut. And so yeah. she always gets up and just whinges. Oh, you didn't open this? Oh, my plants are going to die. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know? <laughs> Yeah, but hang on, I'm watching the sport. Hang on. <laughs>
3: my care factor about your plants is quite low. Just quietly. <laughs> what about what about this one? This is my pet hey, and I can't understand this. The toilet seat. Oh. Why should we have to put it up? <laughs> I, I don't
2: understand it. Okay. I don't know why should we have uh, to put it up? They I'm should on put Daisy. It down. I'm on Daisy's side with that one, yeah. mate. You, are you, why though? Yeah, I'll tell you I'll tell you why, because your your boy when he's fifteen, you're gonna say, mate, lift the seat up. <laughs> yeah, true okay
3: that's me at the moment kenpy <laughs> i'm telling myself lift the seat up Izzy. wow messy bugger anyway so my worst habit is leaving the toilet seat up in the toilet anyway we're coming back shortly we're going to wee chat about some cricket back shortly listen to baz and izzy for breakfast thanks to the chemist warehouse great savings every day Baz and izzy for breakfast on scnz we're 16 away from eight and Aroha in the news. And then following that, we're going to have we chat to Geordie Barrett. I've sent him a message to wake him up. Sent him as a little alarm to get him ready. 25 minutes, I said I'll give him a call to have we chat to him. But before then, we've got our number one guest on the line. Our man, Paul Cole. Now, a man who lives on the world stage. He's been around the world and back. Our man, Paul Cole. The world squash number one has done it again in dominant fashion. Colsey went undefeated on his way to British Open final. Where he faced off with his good rival Ali Farag, continuing dominance in a 12 19, 11 6, 11 14 victory in 50 minutes. Three love game win over Ali Farag, a win that guarantees his number one spot. And he's joined us now with a Peroni in hand, I'm pretty sure. Poor Cole. Congratulations, brother. How are you?
4: Yeah, I'm good, daggers. Thank you, bro. Um, yeah, that prawn is nearly empty, but uh, it's tasting good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> mate, congratulations! Um, another back-to-back tournament for you, the British Masters. I know how um, you know, pumped, and and you really wanted to tick that off last year when we first spoke to you, winning your first tournament, mate. Does it? Is it still the same feeling getting back-to-back?
4: It's different to be uh, to be honest, bro. Um, just with the whole pressure this week, uh, defending defending champion. It's not something I'm, you know, accustomed to, uh, as of yet. And and you know, with the number one being up on, up on the line, it was um, you know, a lot of pressure. So, mm. yeah, just really proud of this win, and uh, it's a little bit different feeling, but just as special, man.
2: Colsey, congrat congratulations, mate. That's uh, another another tick on the box down at the west coast. I just want to know. Was the reception when you went up to get your uh, your trophy better than the, the one where those blokes really were spewing when you beat their hometown favourite? How was it?
4: Yeah, it was a little less hostile than when I won in Egypt. Um, <laughs> they, they seemed pretty happy for me. So, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: yeah, they were um, they're a little bit better for sure.
1: I know you're up on, on Humberside there, Colsey, mate, uh, but uh, it's interesting that you're drinking Peroni. No, no Canterbury Draft available over there. What's going on?
4: No, I tried to import the um the Montes, but they didn't they didn't hadn't heard of it over here. So I just got there. You know, whatever frosty I can. I'll, I'm I'm having.
3: Hey, but bro, uh, tell us about that little competition, that little um you know little you know, battle you've got going with Ali Farag. I know um last couple of years you've played each other. I think it was fifteen times I heard last night, and you know I think he's beat you. 15 but then the last four or five you've you've had the wall over him you know tell us about that little battle and what you've been able to do better in these last couple of games to, to get the the result in the end
4: yeah man to be honest I got a lot of respect for Ali he's um he's been a good champion he's always humble and he's always mm. congratulates me when I win so um, he's a he's a class act to be fair to him um, he's a good champion and um yeah man he, he got me like 15 times in a row or something um but you know I sort of I really know how to play him now um, I've got a game plan that mm. works and I can just go into the match pretty confident in what I'm what I'm doing and now it's sort of turned and he's sort of got to work out how to beat me which is a nice feeling to have when you're going into a match so um you know with my my new coach that I've had for the last three years we've sort of obviously improved my own game and then it um, I have the skills to execute the game plan that we want to play against him. So, um, yeah, man, it's an interesting rivalry. But, you know, I, I can't speak for him. But, you know, I've got a lot of respect for him and, and what he's done. He's he's a fair mm. player. It's always clean. There's no other antics going on. So um, it's always an enjoyable match with him.
3: No. Oh, uh, he won't be listening. So, what? Are, what are those little, those little things that you're trying to work on, or, or something, <laughs> something that we can? What is the theme? What is the theme, for? mate? <laughs> you know, like we are watching poor Cole on the TV. What are those little you know, skill sets or those little things that you've been working on that we can look at and say, okay, that's what he's been trying to implement in his game.
4: Yeah, I just smash his forehand, to be honest, bro. Um, <laughs> it's pretty simple, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's just it's just my general accuracy has improved, you know, like um, keeping him in the corners, he's probably the world's best volleyer, so you've got to keep it off the volley, so I use a lot of height against him, pop it over his head and just try and frustrate him and keep him, you know, off the volley, because that's where he... That's where he's the best and he's he's the best in the world on the volley so if I can eliminate that and um, then try and play to my strengths and it's uh, it's yeah that it, it sort of works in my favor and then he gets a bit frustrated when you sort of take his strengths away from him
2: hey Colsey, that and that frustration oh, hey. that you're talking about you know with that you know you come from a pretty good pedigree down the coast and you know I know how how your uncle used to take out his frustrations when he got frustrated on the rugby league pitch. Did you uh, did you ever think about like? Do you ever think about when you're out there that you you actually want to smash him sometimes, or do you want to drop the shoulder? And the other <laughs> the other question I got is like: Is there a game like a hybrid game where you're playing badminton where you can just like hit the ball and then take the bloke out type thing? You think that can we can look at that in the future? <laughs>
4: <laughs> to be honest, that was probably my biggest issue when I was a junior. I was too too hyped up, and uh, I was too tense on court. I mean, I've, I've been working my ass off to uh, stay calm on court, mate. So um, yeah, no, uh, there's definitely can be some frustration built up, but I've sort of tried to work that out of my game because when I was a junior, I was a little uh, I was a little hyper on court. To be honest,
3: I, I saw a little clip when your semi final. I think it was when you knocked your opponent, and you're both sitting on the ground staring at each other. Was there anything said in that one? Was there a little, it was your fault? Get out of my way kind of situation? Or, or what was yeah, it? Yeah, I just
4: said, yeah, I just told him not to stand there again. Otherwise it'll be harder next time. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's no. what we like, <laughs> mate. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> he didn't tell you you had to I wrap the like, arms? <laughs> I'll get, I said, I'll, I told him I'll give him the daggy shoulder if uh, he's not careful.
3: <laughs> oh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't get up if he got that cold. He'll tell you that, mate. <laughs> hey, uh, quickly. <laughs> Okay, last time we spoke to you, last time we spoke to you, bro, um, you you know, you you got paid, you got paid 20-something thousand US, have you got a bit more this time of year round, you know, what, what's that, (laughs) that wallet's looking full now, isn't
4: it? Yeah, the, um, I'm not turning right on the plane anyway. That's for sure. Um, but no, this is a, it's, it's the most prestigious tournament, so my sponsors look after me well. Yeah, it's some not, some nice bonuses that will cover the frosties tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining, man. I'm I'm enjoying my life right now. That's for sure.
2: And yep, at the Humberside, yeah, do you yeah. get do you get to go and watch the the, the local derby Hull versus Hull KR? Do you, do you get up there and have a look a bit of that? Do um the job? Did, did Tony play up that way? I'm not too sure.
4: Nah, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I'm actually heading off to Glasgow tonight because I've got the World Doubles starting in two days. So um, there's no rest for me, man. I'm on a five-hour car ride um, tonight. So um, it's not too much rest, unfortunately. Um, got to get back into it. So looking forward to it, though. World Doubles playing with Joel. So try and get a title there. All
3: right, Colsey. Just staying on the theme of cash money, I've looked at the PSA Squash World Tour, May thirteenth, Cairo, Egypt, five hundred and fifty thousand big ones. The prize money, how good, eh? Is there something you're going to? tell? Yeah,
4: unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the prize pool. So, um, but yeah, that's our biggest actually, our biggest ever um, prize pool for squash. So, um, if we yeah. can, uh, if huge. we can win that one, I'll fly you over, eh?
2: <laughs> he'll, he'll bring the he You're
3: a top. You're a top, man Colsey. Nah, we as always, we appreciate you coming on our show. We're a big fan favourite, and um, thank you so much for for doing New Zealand proud, the West Coast proud, and just um, you know playing extreme well as well, mate. You've been uh, you've been on fire as of late, and you always find time for us. Thank you so much, Colsey
4: Nah, brother, appreciate the phone call. Thank you, boys. Well done, Colsey
3: there he is, poor Coles. Five and a half hours in a car to go, go again in the in the World Doubles Championship. Um, mate, he's, he's a champion bloke, and he's back in June, lads. He's back in June. He's going to come to Cross and we're going to have a wee hit at the golf course. So we'll get him on air, and I'll get him in the studio live here in, in Dagville, and we'll, we'll get him online and, and have a wee dabble in there, mate.
1: Maybe you can get him to wash your he windows while was... well, 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 he's there too. Is he seen you
3: save up having to pay someone else to do it? Oh, Mate, that's the young kid. He just wanted to earn some cash. I said, "Yeah, good go on right, you, mate.
2: Good on you, Izzy." He's a, he is Give a nice bloke, though. Popcorn. Coles. Isn't he just a typical coasty, mate. I don't think there's a bad one that comes out of the coast. Um, and for him to really cement this number one status, you know, you have a look at you have a look at our badminton players like Su- uh, Susan Devoy and where they go later on in their careers. I think Colsey's that type of person. He's that type of personality that mm. you know a lot of people would want to pick him up and use him somewhere along the along the way. You
3: Beautiful. This- Beautiful. Badminton,
1: sorry, sorry, badminton? Sorry, sorry you were Thumbs up <laughs> and then Pointing I wasn't sure What was going on
3: <laughs> Yeah yeah nah, nah. All good all good Badminton Yeah nah Squash uncle Come on <laughs> Squash uncle. Oh do I say Badminton
2: Sorry <laughs> Sorry fellas sorry, I was always having One of those Concussion moments <laughs> <laughs> Del- those are delayed Concussion I can't Honestly seriously I can't remember the, the, Is that what I said Badminton You said badminton You
1: also oh, said it to yeah. Paul When you said Is there a hybrid Sport we could play Between league And badminton Where <laughs> you can Smash people <laughs> Into the wall But that's alright Yeah
3: <laughs>
2: Oh, all you, good, all good. We'll
1: drift. be back
3: shortly. That was that was poor Cole, back shortly. <laughs> yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Monday, the 4th of April, and it's just after 8 o'clock. Going to read a few texts quickly, lads. Hey, boys. Well, I did predict the Warriors win, and while the young fella did go good, it was all on the back of Blake and Lodge. If Lodge goes, it'll be a real shame. It's hard to find a big aggressive prop. These days, and that is from Mark. Before I get off and get Kempe's reaction, I'll read another one. Boys, uh, morning lads. Quick question for Kempe on the Warriors: What position or positions do you think the Warriors should focus on for recruiting? And should the Warriors sign Jesse Arthur's? Hundred percent. That is from Richie. Yeah, hundred percent. They should sign
2: Kempy. They should sign Jesse today. Um, if if mm-hmm. ever after that, after the weekend's game, enough enough. Shown, I think, for the growth and the, the future of Jesse Arthur's, um, and you're right too about the front row. It's like everyone knows they've got a decent four pack these days. They've got some size. They've got some size coming off the bench. I, you know, if you're signing a player, you've got to, you've definitely got to sign another nine. You know, it's it's mm. it's the key position that needs to be signed. And I just want to touch on something is before we, we move on to the next thing. Um, Philadelphia Lawyer's been on the phone to me, mate, wrapping me up about the badminton call twice there. Um, sorry <laughs> to our, our Dame Suzanne De, Susanna Devoy um, for that little concussion mistake that uh, happened then. But um, big shout-out to the Philadelphia Lawyer today, Bruce Sharrick, first day as uh, CEO yep. of New Zealand Racing, CEO um, on his, you know, nice. apparently – his brother's telling me his paypacker, he needs. He doesn't need a, wheel, a wheelbarrow or a trailer. He's got his own security truck to carry that home with him. So <laughs> wishing you all the best today, <laughs> brother. Um, good to see that you're listening to the show. And, um, yeah, looking forward to getting some VIP tickets to all the best racecourses in the country.
3: Yes, Kenfy, that's the one.
2: Always digging, love it. We'll get Bruce-y, uh, Bruce Sharrick on. Um, later I think the he's week, doing right? an I hour like with us. I up, think he's though. doing an hour with us this week, is he? I think Louis's teed is him he? up to come in and do an hour with us. So it'd be good good to talk to him, see what he's got.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. See what they've got lined up for the New Zealand Racing um, stakes going forward, mate. Looking forward to that. Anyway, we're going to talk a bit of rugby right now because yesterday afternoon, the battle in Wellington. Sunday afternoon, footy. How good. 3 30 there at the Cake 10. The wind, weather was on and. While the kids and everyone in the stands was enjoying a nice, solid game. After a physical tough battle at Sky Stadium yesterday afternoon, Geordie Barrett led with and without ball, putting in some hits. Even Matua Kempe was shaking in his boots. Ah, yes, that was Geordie Barrett playing 12. He's a 15, he's played wing. Haven't seen him at 10, but no doubt with the way he goes and anything he tries, he's an absolute class act. Geordie Barrett can play anywhere. Well, yesterday he played 12 and he's on the show in the morning show with us today and he's woken up because I woke him up about 10 minutes ago. Geordie Barrett. Morning up, Geordie. Morning, D. <laughs> how, how are you, mate? I'm joined here with Tony Kemp who is a huge fan of yours and he was pumping your tyres up last week when you were playing 12 because he thinks you're a born leggy, mate. How are you? How's the body?
5: Morning, Kempy. Yeah, um... Not too bad, to be fair. Um, I thought I'd be a little bit more sore this morning, um, particularly with the switch from the back and you know, what it's like, a slight bit more contact and both sides <laughs> of the ball. But um, yeah, probably probably more hurting the fact that um, didn't contribute to a win, and um, that's all I'm wanting to go out and do every weekend for the hurricane. So um, that one hurts a little bit more.
3: Hey. Tell us about that change. You're playing, you're playing fullback and I've come out and said that you are a full-back and you're outstanding when you're at the back. You know, you're defensively sound as you showed case yesterday at 12, but your decision-making's on point too and uh, you've got a, a boot to, you know, to, to pray for that anyone could ever wish for. A right foot, a zuka as they call it, mate. Um, how was that transition going from 15 to 12? Was it difficult in such a short week?
5: Yeah, it was something I mean, that was um, touched on, I guess, through preseason. I um, had a few chats with Alfie, with Jace Holland, our, our yep. coach, and um, we spoke about a little bit, um, if there's a possible transition for me into 12, um, mm. and uh, he just felt it was the right time this week and eventually next week against the Crusaders, and... We we missed out on a few areas both sides of the ball last week, um, certain connections, and didn't get a building areas we needed to. And picked up the phone, called me last weekend, and asked if I was if I was willing to jump in there. And um, you know what it's like you you do anything anything you're asked of you if, if it's the, for the benefit of the team. And um, but I was I was happy as play twelve, um, it's a position I'm I'm pretty comfortable with. Um, and to be honest, I enjoyed it. Um, I loved, loved being in there. You feel like you're in the game all the time. Um, yeah, but also like 15 as well. It's um, a position where I've enjoyed some consistency in the last two years, um, just regular minutes and trying to find um, some consistency and building from week to week. And um, certainly different positions and these these little details in each position that um, you can't just learn overnight. Um so you know, I have to have to work sort of a little harder through um, on that throughout the week mm-hmm. just to just to know my role. So I know it was enjoyable. It was a massive challenge, especially coming up against two All Black midfielders, Quinn and Anton. So you um, were certainly <laughs> on edge throughout the week.
2: Do you think you got the points on them, Geordie, It's Kimpy here, mate. And and you obviously love the collision. That's what I love about your game. You every time I look at you, you sort of tell a lot when you like when you're on the football field as a player. You look at the player opposite, you can tell in their face whether or not they enjoy. Actually, getting stuck in into that collision <laughs> area, and you're one of those bikes I see you get up off the ground sometimes. Wanted to rip people's heads off. Um, do you think you got the points on those boys yesterday in that position?
5: Yeah, having four older brothers might have something to do with that, Kempy. I think it's just in, in my <laughs> nature, um, bit of a fighter and a competitor. But look, um, look, I'd, you take those those individual matchups personally, and um, I to see them as a challenge and um, everyone's got so many one-on-one battles um, within a football match, um, both sides of the ball. And I just try to win as many moments as I can and hopefully they just equate to bigger moments and ideally yeah. get a win for the for Hurricanes. So no, I just like competing, um, obviously I like the physical stuff and um, yeah, just want to contribute the best way I can.
3: Mate, I saw you try and uh, I saw you shoot out a line and put an absolute shot on Anton, and then you're lying on top of him. Was there any little bit of banter there, or you know, was anything going backwards and forwards from from Anton? Because we know he's got a big waha on him. <laughs>
5: no, that wasn't really preconceived. Um, it probably looked like it the way I shot out of the line, but that um,
2: <laughs> no, oh, look, no. I was
5: almost apologetic when I realised it was Anton, and um, I was a little bit sheepish and got off got off from as quick as I could. Um, I'm obviously good mates of Anton and he wasn't running his mouth um, throughout the game so um, I did not give, give anything back to him I was just got back into the line as quick as I think a couple of his mates were trying to get stuck into me because they probably thought it was a bit of a dog shot but um, <laughs> that's just the way it is.
2: Hey mate just a, just a little bit of advice from me next time you get stuck into him okay? You just make sure when you get off the ground, he knows who who was on top of that shot. All right, that's that's a, that's, that's why all of us league boys are wondering: how close did you come to signing for the Sydney City Roosters <laughs> underneath their sombrero, not the cap, because he would have had plenty of paper brown bags from Mister Politis. How close did you come to signing for Sydney City, mate? Must have been close.
5: I was very close, MP. Yeah, it wasn't far off.
2: And did, they say, and did they say to you like what position you were playing? Because, I, mate, I, I did, a, I did a, a, um, a commentary on you just before Christmas when I come in and filled in for Izzy because Izzy wanted to have four weeks for Christmas. Um, six weeks. Six weeks, was it? Yeah. Oh, geez, I was getting tired. Um, but they, I, I said, mate, that you're probably New Zealand's answer to Tommy Trebojevic. What do you think about that kid playing? And does he remind you a hell of a lot of you, Tommy Trebojevic, the way he plays?
5: To be honest, Tommy's got a lot more x expected than skill and, and pace, and either either will have. I'd probably see myself in the local five-eight role over there, but I know you'd, you'd know more than more than I do, Kempe. But obviously, a, a, a big follower of the National Rugby League and enjoy it, and always think of if I was to jump in there, where I could where I could play and and how it go.
2: Well the Bears are looking for a player next season mate, we play in the pre-season we start, <laughs> uh, we start on Waitangi Day which is it's well outside the seasons mate so come up to the Bears don't worry about going up to Clifton, I know you're up there quite often, come up to the Bears mate and we'll throw you in fullback, right? We'll let you carve them up. <laughs> Get
5: <a> us <skull.
3: laughs> going. Hey Julie, um, Quick, we'll just, we'll just reflect on um, on yesterday afternoon's performance mate, um, you know, going back a week, uh, you boys were being disappointed with Moana Pacifica, but then another week, um, going so close, the effort. I thought your leaders, um, particularly Ardi Savia, yourself, um, Julian. You know, put on classy performance to push a Chiefs outfit right to the very end. You know, it must be extremely proud. And and you know, how was how was the reaction in the change room, and and what are those? Little parts of your game, you feel like the the Hurricanes can do better to to reverse it and maybe get the W uh, coming this week when you take on a quality uh, Crusaders outfit.
5: Yeah, we spoke we spoke all week about a response because we put something out there last week. Given all the changes, um, regardless, it doesn't matter who's on the field. Mm. Um, What we're trying to build here at the Hurricanes is a high standard. Throughout the week, and I guess that equates to performances yeah. that we should be proud of in the weekend. And to be honest, we weren't proud of what we put out there last week. And we, mm. what we wanted this week was a response. Um, and to put it frank, I guess the yeah. senior boys, um, yeah, we're, we're not happy with, I guess, in contempt of just competing and losing these yeah. games by close margins because well, I guess I've done that for a few years now, and we feel like we've got a squad. Um, a mixture of experienced guys who are at their peak. Sixty guys like Artie unbelievable and a good crop of young that have been there for a while now. Um, we just don't want to push teams and kind of fall into that mediocre trap and we want to be consistent every week and turn winning into a habit because, as you know, winning and losing can be a habit and particularly against New Zealand teams, mm-hmm. these games are won by small margins and small moments within games, so... I guess it's just trying to, whatever it is, um, try to have control over as many of those small moments um, in a game as we can, and um, turn all those little small margins into into winning habits. And yeah, you know, I guess win win a, win a competition. So yeah, um, to, to be honest, the reality check of where we're sitting at the moment, where um, we're doing the hole in the last couple of games, and um, we need something good this weekend against the championship quality side and the Crusaders so um, it's not a doom and gloom we're 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 obviously positive now um, and Mm. look we we're going to need even more of a response going forward
3: Mate quickly just going to let you go shortly I know you love your golf the Masters the Masters week how excited are you and who do you feel will take out the Masters at Augusta Tiger?
5: (laughs) Oh very interesting week um I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I've, got a, I've got a feeling um, John Rams about to pounce. Eh? Um, he's been yeah. hasn't been up to his usual standard the last um, last couple of months, but um, mm. you can't keep him down for too long. But it's sort of interesting yeah. at the moment. There's a lot of a lot of guys playing well. I'd love to be there. It, it just looks quality.
3: Yeah. Yes, I your golf aye, would love to. No, I'm hacking it, mate. I'm hacking it. So there you go. There's your little <laughs> window. How's your golf? You're off a of scratch, aren't you? Um, I am at the
5: moment, somehow. Um, I had to <laughs> stop in my card and
3: bringing it down. Mate, you're an absolute I'll tell you the, the golf story. Car and
5: throw those cards in the bin.
3: No mate, you're you're an absolute freak Played with Geordie Barrett down in Christchurch here Played Pegasus hole number one If you've played Pegasus, part four Anyway, Geordie Barrett bangs this driver Straight to about a foot from the hole Eagles hole number one Birdies hole number two And then goes on and just rips us Pegasus Right in front of me and I've been a member there For seven years and just destroys me So um at what, at mate, what, did,
1: what hole did Dagger um, Pull a calf and have to pull out of the round? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: to be fair I think you actually beat me that day Dagger because you had your tiger on and you are playing off about a 16 or 15, 15 or whatever and beat me on stable for the <laughs>
3: whatever mate it's called not hand your car that's called farming your handicap there geordie you'll learn that mate you're still quite young you're still quite young mate hey um thanks so much for waking up i know i was a bit worried about you last night because i've been your roommate and well if i've seen anyone that can sleep it's geordie barrett loves his sleep so i uh, appreciate you waking up and and coming on the show mate thank you so much
1: Thanks, Dagger. Thanks, Kempy. Cheers, guys. No worries, mate. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Thanks very much, Uh, Geordie Barrett there with us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. John Round paying 10 bucks at the moment on the Masters, so uh, get on. That's the Geordie Barrett pick.
5: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.